This episode of Behind the Bots is brought to you by Fingertech Robotics, North America's top manufacturer of combat robotics parts. If you're interested in building your first combat robot, check out Fingertech's Viper Kit, which includes everything you need to build a fully functional, competitive ant weight. Fingertech also carries a complete line of wheels, hubs, motors, and other components if you want to build a bot from the ground up. Check them out online at www.fingertechrobotics.com. Norwalk Havoc Studios in Norwalk, Connecticut. This is Behind the Bots, the podcast that brings you the stories of the builders behind the bots. I'm Chris. I'm Luke. And I'm Lindsay. And today on the podcast, an abbreviated mini episode recapping this weekend's Norwalk Havoc. We'll wrap up the show with this week's installment of Robots Around the World. If you like our show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, CastBox, Player, FM, and Poppy. You can follow us on Facebook at Behind the Bots and tell a friend. We really appreciate your support. Time for this week's Combat Robotics news. I have five news items for you today. First up, catch live robot combat this week in North Carolina, Oklahoma, Minnesota, and Saskatchewan. I want to highlight one event in particular because it is massive. Hickory Bot Battles is back in action for a two-day competition in Hickory, North Carolina. More than 100 combat robot builders are competing with flea weights, ant weights, plastic ant weights, and beetle weights. In the beetles, I'll be looking out for the performance of Miles Sim and Komodo, which made its combat robotics debut in May at Norwalk Havoc, surviving all the way to the end and qualifying for the December championships. Hickory Bot Battles will be held at the Kataba Science Center this Saturday and Sunday. Look for details on this event and others in your area at robotcombatevents.com. On over to Norwalk, where we again minted three new Golden Dumpster winners this weekend. In the Beatles, it was Dan Barada and his punishing little egg beater spinner, Malice. In the 12s, it was Sable's Captain Jameson Go with his brand new 12-pounder, Psycho. And in the 30s, it was next week's podcast guest, Copperhead team member and noted giant pumpkin farmer, Chad New. Now, along the way, we had some absolutely amazing stories. Uh, it was Johnny Sumpas' 16th birthday, which was really cool. We had the return of Calvin Eba and Mixtape. Um, we just had so much fire um, this, this week. Um, I, I do want to highlight um, one very cool moment and one very cool builder. Um, we did see the Norwalk Havoc debut of combat robotics builder Kakoto Main. Kakoto is a recent high school grad who typically fights in Florida and in events around his home state of Georgia. He recently started at WPI and immediately joined the WPI Combat Robotics team. This past weekend, Kokoda ran Serial Killer, a capture bot that was made out of cereal boxes and a plastic trash can, dying a glorious, fiery death in its match against Milk Tank Et. Silly uh, rabbit. <laughs> it was incredible. It was incredible. Uh, I, I really think that we're going to be seeing so much more of Kokoto, and I welcome that. Um, I just think he has an amazing career ahead of him at Norok Havoc. I do want to pause here. I want to get your thoughts. Uh, did you have any favorite bots, favorite fights, favorite builders from this past weekend? I'll I'll second everything uh, that you that you shared about Kikoto. Um, 
what a just a really nice person came up, uh, introduced himself. Uh, he was so excited uh, to like, you know, just bring some really silly fun bots. And, you know, I think across the sport, we need more of that. And we need more personalities like that. So uh, big ups uh, to him. And if uh, if his name sounds familiar to you, it's because he's probably submitted 300 questions over the years for Behind the Bots. So um, it's cool to see, to finally see him in person and, and meet him. I also do want to highlight um, that we had two incredible second place finishes from Lars Elliott and Jetlag and Julian Mott with Cronus. Um, see, Julian is a high school sophomore. Lars is 14. So I guess, what is that? Maybe high school, high school freshman. Um, I, I'm not sure, but, um, two young builders that had incredible days, incredible performances throughout the day. Um, in, in the, in the twelves, Cronus ended up killing two Dorfler bots in a row, Disco and Huge. And in the Beatles, just Lars ran through the beetle competition fight after fight after fight it was an incredibly incredibly long day I, I would i would guess that he had maybe 10 fights on saturday and um took it all the way to the end and was just just incredible absolutely incredible so um lars it's 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 it's, it's it was so interesting seeing them in the pits and every time that they come lars i think really represents um a unique dedication to the sport every single time that there is an event that Lars participates in. Uh, Lars is like the first one through the door on Friday for prep day, the last one to leave. And that same dedication that Lars has, uh, you know, for, for the sport and for his bot, his parents have to Lars and they're right there with him, uh, making sure that he needs everything that he need that he has to, 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 to thrive there. And they're just so supportive and dedicated. You know, it's 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 almost, you know, it almost chokes you up a little bit uh, to see just such a, a family, like, like a family working as such a unit. Um, and I wish everyone had that. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I just echo that completely. They're my favorite team. I love them. Uh, and I can't, I just can't wait to see, you know, the future for Lars in this sport. Um, another bot that I really loved was Strider, mm. the droopy esque bot that seemed to improve on um some of the like slow mobility issues that Droopy had. Um, I wish we had been able to see a little bit more of you know like you know how that bot worked. Um, but it was just so jam packed on Saturday that there wasn't a lot of time for pit interviews. Or, you know, um, getting to know the builders uh, more in depth just because we had, uh, I think the final number was like 115 bots mm. um, and we had to get through all of them. Um, but yeah, I, I do hope to see more of that bot in the future because uh, it was pretty punishing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another, cool, another cool bot that I saw was uh, Guillotine, which was just this absolutely uh, massive uh i i wouldn't call it a three pounder <laughs> because it was a uh a shuffler uh walker bot um you know predominantly uh 3d printed material so this thing looked more like a 12 pounder in fact he was like seated beside a 12 pounder and his bot was larger uh and you know it had this really cool you know elongated egg beater uh style drum on it and um 
you know, they 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 came in on Friday. They were they were, they're having some technical issues. I feel like they got you know a lot of it kind of worked out. But this was again, this is like a first time builder, uh, first time uh, you know uh, a competitor who came with a very very ambitious robot that really just kind of shattered a lot of the norms that you would see in that weight class. And that's why I love new builders and I love new ideas because, you know, when someone either comes in, either they go with the meta and they just try to, you know, join in on the the beater bar madness or they go and they come from completely uh, out of left field and they bring something that, you know, hopefully gets them some, some, uh, well-justified attention uh, and, you know, kind of adds some excitement to uh, to a very, very long tournament day. Uh, I think someone who falls into that category as well, uh, like I mentioned in last week's episode, Tom Farkas with first drink of the day, who I believe went four and two in his opening um, debut at the, uh, the new bot uh, event in May. Mm-hmm. Um, now you might've uh, not, easily followed his trajectory on Saturday um, uh, because I think most of his matches were on the Titanium stream, which, by the way, if you have not checked out the Titanium stream, I mean, the whole, you know, stream is still on YouTube. You can go back and check it out. There were some really incredible fights, including some uh, with Eruption and Mixtape Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh, Spartan and, you know, all all those bots. But um. Uh, first drink of the day ended up going two and two, which again, for like a suplex spot that, you know, Tom has been working on quite a bit over the last several months, but there's often a, an uphill journey for um, suplex lifters. <laughs> yeah, People told me, uh, and I learned from personal experience that when you join uh, combat robotics and you're a new competitor that you have to like lose 400 times before you can <laughs> figure things out. And he's like batting over 500. Uh, my bots are still all just basically in a trash heap down in the basement um, after after their first and second fights. So uh, yeah, congratulations, Tom. Um, you know we'll we'll make sure that uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll follow your story and uh, and keep people updated on your progress. There was a uh, one other bot I want to call out. Um, I don't know how far it made it, but um, the bot's name was Flash. And it was, um, they're, they're local to Norwalk, um, or thereabouts. Um, and it was their first ever build. They had been there in the stands, uh, over the summer. And they were like, you know what? Let's us a family work together. And when I say a family, like, I truly mean that there was, um, the mom and dad, all of the siblings, there's a grandma there at the Mm -hmm. pits, (laughs) like truly every, I, I think maybe an aunt or an uncle. Like it was a whole family affair. Um, and I was talking to them a little bit on Friday and they were just like all so excited to be there. And they said like how it was helping them, you know, come even closer together as a family because it, it gave them all a project that they could like converge on and, and work together on. And, you know, whatever, I'm a sucker. But like, that's the kind of stuff, that's the kind of stuff that inspires me about combat robotics is like, not what's the meta or like, you know, who's destroying who. I mean, all that is fun. And obviously that's like part of the draw, but like just being able to see it bring people closer together and inspire them. That's, that's what it's about for me. 
I do want to highlight two other things. One is uh, pretty exciting for probably our first time we had a celebrity in the stands. Um, so this is a, like a pretty famous actor, comedian who um, is on The Daily Show. And um, so he, he arrived with his his son and they are both massive, massive BattleBots fans. And um, they, they walked around the facility, kind of took the VIP tour and they just were incredibly engaged just ask questions about all of the bots in the bot museum uh went upstairs met a ton of builders took photos with evan arias and jameson go and um, a couple other builders and just were looking inside of every single robot asking questions about how to how to get involved in the sport so um who knows maybe we will have have a uh, a tv celebrity uh competing at norwalk at some point um so that that's pretty cool um the other only other thing that I want to highlight, um, and then, then I, I swear we'll get to our, our, our third news story of the day, um, is, uh, Lindsay, you killed it on the announcing, like, booth. You did such an amazing job. Um, like, your the fights you called were amazing. And, um, yeah, I just think that you did a great job. So, uh, want to call that out. So... Thanks, Luke. I, I can't believe that uh, I was there for one of the most iconic fights of the night. Can't believe we haven't talked about it yet. Uh, of course, I'm referring to mixtape versus Herc boost. Um, So that was wild to be there, you know, seeing it in person and, and calling that match. Um, that, was, <laughs> that was so cool. It truly melted. Um, that poor 3D printed bot, which we have seen perform so, so, so well against many other bots, but when it comes to that insane flame from Calvaniba and mixtape, it just uh, it did not stand a chance. And shout out to Angel Vidal of Hurt Caboose, by the way. Um, I said this on the Titanium stream, but let's call it out here. He just graduated uh, from WIT with a degree in mechanical engineering. So way to go, Angel. Um, and I hope that you had fun on Saturday celebrating. Well said. Uh, well, all right, moving on to our, our third story, and this is a BattleBots-related story. We are just a few weeks out from the official ship date for robots competing on Season 7 of BattleBots. This week, we got official word that Orbiblade was not selected to compete on the coming season, with builder Chuck Yu Huang writing, quote, I will focus on the small robots for this year, and will prepare for Season 8. Meanwhile, former Tombstone Pit crew member Rick Russ is also reportedly sitting out this Season 2 so he can get shoulder surgery. He very publicly quit the team behind Tombstone in the offseason, partially because he felt he wasn't getting enough credit on the show. He planned to return to the competition with a Tombstone killer called Swamp Thing. Separately, and somewhat surprisingly, Rick Russ revealed he's also working on a second heavyweight, which he's tentatively called Jetlag. I hope that Lars Elliott is okay with that. The team behind Bloodsport this week released new renderings of the Season 7 version of their bot, which will feature an intriguing little housing mounted above their weapon on the bot's self-riding pole. The team first revealed the new design on the Norwalk Havoc livestream, with team member Nick Buckhold saying that the new housing atop the bot will be where they store the motors and components for the bot's weapon. In theory, that should give Bloodsport more room in the bot's body for larger and faster drive motors, so expect big hits and zippy drive when they return to BattleBots later this year. And finally, the new owner of Nelly the Ellibot has revealed himself as none other than friend of the pod and fellow BattleBots superfan, Mr. Psycho himself, Mike Shropkovic Jr. 
Watch for more Nelly-related content dropping on his YouTube channel soon. And that's it for this week's news. After the break, we'll return with this week's installment of Robots Around the World. Welcome back from the oh, break. Wait. <laughs> I thought I thought there was another one that you said for some reason. We don't have an interview. Oh, maybe that's why. Sorry, Nicole. My bad. Leave it in, Nicole. <laughs> Welcome back from the break. Time for robots around the world. That's a terrible Lindsay impression. This week we're traveling to Japan, <laughs> where researchers at Kyoto University are hard at work trying to teach robots how to laugh. Laughter is an important way for people to emotionally connect with a robot and for robots to show people that they understand what they're saying. In earlier experiments, robots were trained to go into a conversation with a human and laugh as soon as they heard the other person laugh. But the human testers said it seemed too creepy. Ha 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 ha. Now they're training the robots to laugh at appropriate times and appropriate levels. By showing robots casual conversations and using artificial intelligence to pull out when and how laughter is used to move a conversation along. I, I, I want to see the robots laughing at, in, laughing at inappropriate moments because that's, 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 that's normally when I laugh. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was like, maybe this robot can teach me a thing or two because I feel like I'm always laughing at the wrong times. Uh, 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 that human receive physical pain to the groin area uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man this is uh this is a creepy one luke you found a creepy one i think the applications uh potentially for years down the road are you know they could be a net benefit there's a lot of um progress yet to be made around companion bots to you know uh, to to aid the uh, the elderly and the isolated and you know feeling uh, like you're surrounded by other uh, people in a community that you know laugh alongside you and as we learned last week I think it was robots that can catch you when you fall like all of these have to kind of go under one umbrella to um, you know just give people a better life and you know I actually admire that kind of work that they're doing. <laughs> I uh, I couldn't help but immediately think about when you said this, a robot pretending to catch someone when they fall, uh, but then, uh, uh. But then uh, removing their hands at the last minute so that they can <laughs> ground, and then laughing. Ah, 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 tailbone fractured. Ah, ah, ah. Oh, that go viral on TikTok. It is, it is crazy that we are talking today about the technologies that we are going to be relying on in like 50 years from now, right? Like, yeah, it, when, when, we're, when we're like 85 years old, like we are going to have a little robot companion who will just sit there for days on end and just laugh at the same stories over and over again. We'll be able to tell them about how, like, hey, listen, all right, back in my day, I was a big deal, all right? And then the robot just sit, sits there, you know, I can just tell it the same jokes week in, week out. It's incredible. It's great. I can replace my grandchildren with a, with a robot. <laughs> you don't laugh enough at my jokes. I'm going to my robot. <laughs> <laughs> at least right. my robot loves me. Robo, Robo Martha, you know, Chris? <laughs> oh, no. oh, boy. Oh, no. 
Well, that's about it for us today. <laughs> we want to thank Nicole for doing such an incredible job uh, editing these episodes. Thank you so, so much, Nicole. We don't always make it easy on her. I'll say yeah, that. That is true. <laughs> We'll, we'll be back in your feed next week uh, with Copperhead team member Chad New uh, and and friend. And yes, and friend. Yeah, this should be good. All right, we'll see you then, folks. Bye. Bye. Uh, uh, uh. There once was a from the sea. The name of the bot was the Kraken of Teach. The lights went up, the buzzer sounds all go, my scaly girl. Two weeks from shore, when out did come a metal jaw, the captain called all hands and swore he'd take that spinner in tow. <laughs> Soon may the spinner man come to knock her teeth right from her gums. One day when the fighting is done, she'll take her